reading comes to us from Romans 12, verses 9 through 21. You can follow along in the Pew Bible, in the bulletin, and also on the screen as well. Marks of the true Christian. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but be associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are hungry, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of God for the people of God. I love what we have done on the altar today, giving items that represent a lifetime of work in some cases, and putting them on the altar because we know that that work has been a blessing to God. So it belongs on the altar. So please come up after the service and take a look at what is there. On this Labor Day weekend, we hear from Paul, who is actually the perfect spokesperson for this day because you have white-collar Paul who could walk into the Areopagus and argue with the greatest minds, the greatest philosophers of Greece, and more than hold his own, who could walk into the, the leadership of the Jewish council and again have them twisted in knots by the time he was finished with them. But you also have blue-collar Paul, who could sit with soldiers and, and the, the people who did the hard work in the neighborhoods, who did the cooking, who did the building. He could send, sit with them and talk while he was repairing their tents because Paul was a tent maker by trade. So he covers us all. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day because we love days off and because we love days to appreciate those around us. Oh, we don't often think about those who work at night, those who stock shelves that we keep making empty, for those who protect us, who watch over us, who keep the world 
moving. And we pray for all of them. In Jesus' name, amen. A newspaper journalist was assigned to Israel, and he decided to get an, uh, an apartment overlooking the Wailing Wall. Now, after several weeks of living there and looking out his window, he realized that every day at the same, the same elderly man would come and spend most of the day praying vigorously at the wall. Now, the journalist wondered if there was a story here, and so the next day he went down to the wall. After introducing himself, he said, I see that you come every day to the wall. What are you praying for? The older man responded, In the morning I pray for world peace. At lunchtime I pray for my fellow human beings. And in the late afternoon I pray for the future of this earth. The journalist asked how long he had been doing this. And he told the reporter he had been doing it for 25 years. The journalist was amazed and asked how it felt to come here every day and pray so much. How does it feel, the man replied? It feels like I'm talking to a wall. I wonder if Paul ever felt the same way when he wrote these words. Hate what is evil. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Be patient in affliction. Bless those who persecute you. Feed your enemy. And even though these words have been heard by every generation, there has not been an age without war, without people looking out for number one and stomping all over number two to do it. Every age has been filled with people who love what is evil. where enemies are for killing, not for feeding. Don't you know Paul has looked down upon every generation and said, it feels like I'm talking to a wall. Will anything ever change? Now, up to this point in Romans, Paul has been waxing eloquent on the meaning of Christ's death on the cross, explaining it with a very complex theology, acting like white-collar Paul, the Pharisee, 
trained under the most brilliant minds and under the Holy Spirit himself. But now we encounter what some might describe as blue-collar Paul, the tent-maker Paul, a working man. Paul could enter the elite halls of leadership anywhere in the known world and be at home. But Paul could also have a down-to-earth conversation with a shepherd, with a soldier, not explaining theology, but saying very clearly, this is what it means to be an everyday disciple of Jesus. No wonder Paul might have thought he was talking to a wall. I'm sorry, Paul, but this is just plain crazy talk. Forgive persecutors? Try to live in harmony? We are living in the age of school shootings where cowards go hunting in grocery stores against unarmed people just because of the color of their skin. We live in the age of likes and of dislikes, of going viral. Who in their right mind celebrates with someone else when their own life is in the pits? Who would go the second or the third mile to be a peacemaker? And was Paul serious about putting down our phones and forgetting about our next selfie to actually care about and serve others? Crazy, crazy, crazy. And not only that, it's impossible. We would have to, have to live way above our abilities to do any of these things. We would have to have a supernatural power to live Paul's way in this world. To think with the mind of Christ, to love with the heart of Christ, to serve with the hands of Christ. But didn't Jesus wash his disciples' feet, even Judas's? Didn't he feed the selfish multitudes who wanted free food and miracles? And didn't Jesus die on a cross for sinners? Still, when we get angry, furious mad, is our first thought to forgive? I heard about one couple that was discussing anger in their relationship. 
I'm so thankful as a pastor I never have to deal with that. The husband said to his wife, whenever I get mad at you, you never fight back. How do you control your anger so well? She replied, well, I just cleaned the toilet. He said, how does that help? And she said, of course, I use your toothbrush. How we treat each other, all human beings, is so important to God. Our every relationship matters so much to God that the Bible even says that if there is anything wrong in any of your relationships, we should leave our gift at the altar, go and make things right with those people or that person, and only then come back and worship God. I'm sorry, I was waiting for someone to step out of the building. Does anyone need to leave? So all of our relationships are perfect and righteous and right? Really? And then God gives us this impossible set of rules for repairing relationships, for repairing our world, the only set of rules that even has half a chance of making a difference. Gerhard Frost once asked why mountain climbers tie themselves together when they start getting really high up on the steep slopes of a mountain. And then he answered his own question. He said, it's because if they don't tie themselves together, all the sane ones will turn back. The Lord commands us to meet our world head on with excessive love. The Lord commands us to confront this world with excessive generosity. Even the coals we heap on the heads of others are required to be coals of kindness. Pray for those who are killing you. Bless those who are whipping your back. Believe it or not, those things are not impossible. For we in this church have been tied together. And we will keep the sane ones from turning back. And in the power of the Holy Spirit, we will help the crazy ones to live the call of Christ. In the power of the Holy Spirit, in the power of that cross right there, 
And let me tell you, it truly delights my heart to be counted among such a wonderful group of crazy people. Amen.